Welcome to Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show, a podcast where nostalgia comes alive. Together, Jake and his friends interview talents varying from actors, directors, writers, producers, composers, puppeteers, and so much more. Who will they be chatting with today? Find out in this Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show episode. What's going on, you guys? And welcome to another episode of Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show, where nostalgia comes alive. I am your co-host, Chris Bixby. And with me today is our host, Jake, and our other co-hosts, Wyatt, Matthew, Matt, and his pal, Marty Monster. How are you guys? Amazing. We're doing great. How are you doing? Yeah, how are you Very doing? good. Very good. Happy to okay. be uh, doing interviews again. Same. Oh, yeah. Who do we got mm-hmm. today, Who do we have? We're very excited mm-hmm. for this. She is a children's musician and singer. She her music has been featured on Noggin yep. and Sprout, and we're very happy to have her on. She has her own band, the Lori Berkner Band, and here she is, Lori Berkner. How are you, Lori? I'm good. Good to be here. Yes, I'm here. Very happy to have you here. So to start this off, uh, we know who you are, but for those who don't, would you care to introduce yourself a little bit? Sure. Um, yeah, I've been. Uh, you mentioned some places where I've been on. TV for the last, I guess that probably started in the early 2000s. Um, at this mm. point, I'm most of my music is easier to find on YouTube. Uh, but yeah. I've been writing and singing and playing music for kids for about 25 years. And wow! Uh, oh, wow! Wow! <laughs> Crazy. Oh, <laughs> um, I started out as a preschool music specialist and then kind of slowly uh, transformed into somebody who wrote uh, things for TV shows and um, videos and books and things like that. So I've sort of made that into my career. Oh, wow. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. Really nice. So, Jake, why don't you ask the next mm-hmm. question? What got you into making music and singing? Well, I mean, I always loved singing and I always loved music. Definitely one of my earliest memories is like marching around my room singing Do a Deer. But I wasn't sure I could do it as a job and actually make enough money to make it practical. So I actually studied psychology in college and um, I was also playing in bands. And then when I graduated, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. Um, and I had some odd jobs, one of which was working for a psychology professor, but another was babysitting for my neighbor. And I, I lived in Manhattan and I was babysitting for my downstairs neighbor. And she was a movement teacher at a preschool in Manhattan. And she said, hey, we're looking for a music teacher. You love music. You love kids. Why don't you just apply for the job? So. Once I got that job and realized that it was easier to write songs that worked in the classroom than to find them by going to the library or listening to a lot of um, recordings, I started actually writing and performing music. Oh, wow. Really nice. Awesome. Really nice. Hey. Mm-hmm. Um, so who were some of your inspirations? Well, there's sort of a mix. I mean, I, I definitely feel like I'm always inspired by the music that I listened to uh, as, but almost more as an adult, like I was listening a lot to David Byrne and the Talking Heads and the Rolling Stones and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of my early stuff. But I also, when I was little, I listened to 
Pat Palmer, um, who is maybe a little less known now, but was kind of one of the, the guys in kids music, sort of folk, folky kids music at the time. And he had a real sort of, to me, a lovely storytelling style. And I think a lot of what he did also kind of informed the child-centered part of how I ended up writing. So I try to kind of take my musical sensibility as an adult and combine it with what I understand about making music really fun for kids and hopefully like makes them feel connected to it. Um, yeah. I think between those two kinds of relationships, you know, those two, those two different um, worlds of music. Yeah. yeah. So now with children's uh, music, how did making music for children begin for you? Yeah. So when I did start getting, when I first got that job working as a preschool music specialist, um, I really struggled for a couple of years. I didn't really know how to keep the kids engaged. And I spent a lot of time running around the room chasing them. And so I finally went and I observed the, my predecessor, the woman who had the job before me. And she, yeah. she would just like sit at the piano and play, play, play. And kids would be like up and down and they'd run and they'd sit and they'd do everything she asked them to do. And I pulled her aside afterwards and said, how did you do that? And mm -hmm. she said to me, just stop talking to them and put it all in the music. So yeah. I started looking for songs that would do that, but it was actually really hard to find. So at that point I realized, well, I write songs for adults. Why don't I just start seeing if I could write songs for kids? And um, mm. actually that was how I wrote my first song, which is for kids anyway, which is We Are the Dinosaurs. I yeah, oh, I love that song. Amazing. So I was that like, one. hey guys, yes. if you don't want to do what I'm asking you to do, if you don't want to sing old McDonald's or whatever, just what do you want to sing about? Let's sing about something <laughs> you want to yeah. sing about. And yeah. you know, one kid said dinosaurs and the other kid said, yeah, Because oh, oh, that's, that's something that a lot of kids at that age love. Is yeah, exactly, yeah. So I just made it up with them on the spot, which is something I like to do. So I was like, okay, get up. Let's just start marching. Here we go. You know, and I, I don't oh, even know what I sang that first day, but <laughs> I sang something, yeah, something like what it became because the next time they came in, they're like, dinosaur song, do the dinosaur song. What did I do? How did that go? And then I tried to remember and eventually, it, you know, I started to remember it. Mm -hmm. and it yeah. There you go. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, how did the Lori Berkner band start? Yeah, how did it start? I'm curious about this as well. Um, so when I first wrote the, the songs I wrote with the kids in the first couple of years that I was yeah. a music teacher, that was like in mid-90s, 90, maybe 95 to 97. Oh, wow. Um, and th I then, then I recorded them. At that point, I was actually in a band called Lois Lane, which was all-female cover band of like 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, because it was the 90s, so that was the most modern oh, wow. <laughs> music there was. And we played at a lot of like clubs and um, bars and stuff. And I had met a woman, Susie Lampert, who she was a nurse at Rockefeller University. She worked in a research lab, actually. And we ran into each other, mm. we met each other in the gym, and, like on our lunch hours. And I was talking to her about 
trying to get into this band and she ended up joining the band with me. So I got to know her really well. So once I put out, what do you think of that in 97, I had already been playing with Susie and Lois Lane and we, I had one show that I did because um, a mom in the area said, you know, I have an idea. You write good kid songs. Do you have this cassette? Um, I'm trying to raise money for our school. Why don't you put on a show as a benefit and we'll pay you like a set amount and then we'll charge a lot for the tickets to all the parents and then we'll keep the rest of the money and we'll use it to support the school. And I said, oh, great. That's a great idea. And she's like, you could sell your cassettes. Right. So that was the first time I did something like that. And it worked out well, except I thought, oh, it's I, I like playing solo, but I thought it would really be fun if I had more than just me, another, at least another person doing mm-hmm. these shows with me. It's a lot of work and it would just, you know, make it kind of a more fun experience. So after that one show, I called Susie and I was like, hey, I had talked her into playing piano on my first album anyway. I just hired her as a studio musician. I was like, yeah. do you want to start maybe doing the kids shows with me too? And she said, yeah and around that time i ended up actually leaving lois lane and she came with me and started doing the um the kid stuff and then eventually my husband joined as the bass player he was like you guys need more bottom end you have too much high sound trouble in your, in your yeah. piano and two <laughs> women so um so he joined and over the years um when he went back to school to be a psychologist uh, an old friend from some other bands I'd been in, Adam Bernstein, replaced him. And then when Adam started doing more adult stuff, um, oh, and then Bob Golden joined the band as a drummer because I was recording yes. him. Oh, wow. He actually was an engineer first and as well as a drummer, but he started adding all these like percussion tracks to my recordings. And I was like, Bob, now that you've done that on Rocket Ship Run, my, I guess yes. it was my fifth album, yeah. I, I was I can't perform these without a percussionist or a drummer now you have to join the band and he said okay <laughs> yeah Bob, bobby golden's awesome he's done a lot of work for other kids shows he's amazing yeah. Yeah. yes 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 right out of the box and yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. a lot of a lot of, lot of wonderful kids shows yeah so when he, anyway he joined, joined the band adam ended up going off and doing other stuff and um at that point i hooked up with brady reimer who was already doing kids music with the little band that could and um but he had he made time in his schedule to play bass with us, which is his main instrument. I think with his kids, yeah. stuff, he plays guitar and sings mostly. So mm-hmm. I think it was fun for him to have a gig where um, he's also playing bass again, as well as some of the adult stuff that he does with his band um, from Good Homes, which was a funny. I know, I know we don't have a ton of time, but I just want to tell you, I used to see him when I went to Rutgers. I was I went to college there. His band would sometimes come through New Brunswick and play at some of the local areas where friends of mine, like Adam's band, and some of some yeah. I played some of those local bars. And um, so I knew him actually from that band, and then later on put it together like, oh, this is this is that same guy. He's now doing kids music, and I used to go see him at the um, at the Court Tavern in New Brunswick when I was like, you know, nineteen. So it was just a yeah. funny kind of small world moment. That's awesome. Nice. That's awesome. So Matt or Marty, why don't you ask the next question? I ask it. You just stay over there. Okay. (laughs) I've been waiting for you to ask a question, Marty. Oh, really? There you go. Hey, 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 think about this, Blake. You're not getting called out, (laughs) though. That happened last interview. Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. Marty's still recording. 
Yeah, I am. Even though, man, like, do you have any uh, specific fun memories with performing, like live concerts and whatnot? Yeah, I mean, a lot. Um, yeah. What's a good one to share with you guys? Um, I maybe one that's really fun is I remember. Um, some, somewhere, I'm trying to even remember when the year was. Many years ago, I got a call to come and play at the Easter egg roll at the White House. Oh, wow. It, wow. 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 Yeah, it was really fun. And at that time, I think Susie was really the only one already, like, really playing with me at the time. So it was just the two of us. And yeah. um, there was, so before, we were asked to play on in two places. There was this stage inside and there was a lot of stuff going on so people were walking around kind of coming and going and that was really great but before we actually played inside the role the easter egg role they had us perform for all the people waiting to get in and there were literally thousands and thousands of people all oh my God. waiting wow. to get into wow. the easter egg role right so we, it was the first time Hi, Luca. <laughs> oh, this is oh. my my uh, Katie's daughter. Oh, nice. Oh, oh. Um, so anyway, they uh, they had us perform out there, and it was just the most. I don't know. I had never performed for that many people ever in my life, and and everybody was so excited to like get inside, and they couldn't wait, and they were so happy and like in such a good mood that like everything we played, everyone was like, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it just was a, it was so validating and so enjoyable, like to be bringing mm. such pleasure to so many people all at once, and have everyone singing together because a lot of my songs, it's pretty easy to like start singing along with them yeah. Oh, yeah. right away. Yeah. So, and yeah. you know, it just was, that was just a very high, exciting and um, special moment for me to right. be able to have that opportunity. That's awesome. Yeah. What is your favorite song you've written or performed? Oh man. <laughs> so many. That's also really hard. It's sort of like, what's your favorite child? Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a lot that yeah. I like. Um, I feel like there was one recently that I was thinking about that kind of felt like one of my favorites these days. Um, but one that I know I, I, I love, I always love playing Buzz Buzz. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, there's nice. something really yeah. like yes. so exciting mm -hmm. <laughs> playing that song. I really enjoy that. I like playing my family when um, when I am with a lot of families. I feel like that I can see yeah. people like you know hugging their kids and stuff. That always feels really good. Um, so those are a couple of. My there are so many amazing like pig on your head and so many. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, Victor. Uh, yeah. Like pig so on your head's ones. amazing, especially the music video that Noggin did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they did some great ones back then. Yeah, mm -hmm. they did. So I know we're kind of uh, I know we're kind of running out of time, but I I did also want to ask. Um, you've also done uh, sensory friendly shows. How how did that idea kind of come about to do sensory friendly shows? Um, it was sort of a combination of things. One is just that I have so many people who are fans who I think would appreciate a sensory friendly show, and so I wanted to you know be able to do that where I could. Um, it's not always easy to get all the people who work in a venue to be on board and understand what they would, how they would need to be in a situation like that. Um, yeah. 
So mm-hmm. it worked out that at a couple of places, particularly at um, Carter Theater in Princeton and the Bushnell Theater in Connecticut, um, uh, and I don't know, there are a couple other places where they actually, they've done a lot of shows like that. So it was really easy to say, okay, great, I can do, you know, I'll do one full band in the afternoon and I'll start the day earlier, um, maybe doing a solo show that's a sensory friendly show. And and I've learned a lot from them also about what to do, what to have people do in the audience and kind yeah. of spaces to mm-hmm. make available and, right. um, yes. and how to present a show like that. So yeah, that was just, it made sense to me. It's always been something that um, I've noticed and felt yeah. really happy about like the kind of breadth of my audience mm-hmm. yeah because one of our, our, our previous guests uh, dan and claudia zanes they yeah they've done yeah. a yes. lot of sensory friendly yep. shows too yeah. yeah yeah i see that they have a whole they have a really nice page on their website about they do them. oh yes yes absolutely mm-hmm. so i know um no earlier we briefly mentioned like you know, you appeared on Noggin and Sprout. What, what was that like? You know, you appeared on uh, Jack's sir, Big Jack, Music show. Yes, show. yes which we, we met. We had, had John Kennedy on previously, who was Mel. Yes, who was yeah. Mel, yes. Oh, Wonder yeah. Boy. I love Mel. Um, <laughs> He's awesome. <laughs> um, that, was, that, that was fun. That show, you know, that spanned, um, I guess it even when Noggin became, I think Noggin became Nick Jr., like in the middle yeah. of that. Yeah run right yeah Um, yeah you know doing that show a lot of it i did one i think just one episode where i was actually in the set so yes yes that's right to do that one right um i i i I, I gave laurie some song i thought there was two because didn't you come in for a song there yeah there's two because you came in for a song with Susie. that's right that's awesome big song and samba that's right i did one by myself and one with Susie. okay i was yeah, yes, my yes, brain. Yes. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, so I, we went out to Chicago to do to film those, and actually got to see the set and meet everybody and see the puppets and stuff. That was really fun. Yeah. That was after fun. we had filmed, I think, um, almost all the other videos. So I don't remember yeah. which season that happened, mm-hmm. but it, at least one of them must have been in season two because yeah, uh, yeah, we filmed all the other videos separately in Brooklyn and just had a, a team there and a director who worked with all of the musicians and did all of the music videos um, yeah. in like a giant uh, sort of warehouse style studio. And, and that was fun. Those were that, that didn't take that long, a few days actually when I think when we did the second season, I just remember I was, I was still a new mom. So I was like, nursing my daughter in between the takes like running back into the thing to feed her and then coming back out and handing yeah. her to the director and being like okay you older now and then i'll start playing and um <laughs> so it was you know it was a little bit of a crazy time but it was we did the first season with brian and the second one with adam um and bob right and right. um yeah. and yeah. You know, it was, it was fun. It was fun to do those. It was really, it's amazing where like you put a lot of effort and energy into filming something, right? As you know, mm-hmm. doing this. Yeah. And then it lives on just like. Exactly. It, yeah. It's incredible, yeah. right? It doesn't take years and years and years to make it. Although sometimes things can take that long, but for us, it didn't take that long. I had the music already. I re-recorded it. We filmed them. 
then we were done. And now, you know, we're still able to talk about it. However, many 20 years later, or exactly. Years later, so, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. And then of I, course, and then of course you got a singing Lori as well. Yes. On Sprout. Yeah. Yeah. I went, I, I reached out well. to, to Josh Selig about who is he, do you know who he is? Little airplane. Yeah. He yeah. Did, uh, yes. Wonder Pets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. He yeah. Did, I was awesome. so impressed with Wonder, Wonder Pets. What did you say, Jake? Yeah, I think we tried to get him or something. Yeah, we're trying to get him. He's yeah, awesome. yeah. So that was something that we kind of created together. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so I know we're kind of uh, running out of time. So, um, can you uh, share any projects you're working on now? Yeah, I just finished um, in the studio making a, a second Christmas album. So mm-hmm. nice. It's, nice. Ten, awesome. it's been ten years mm-hmm. since my last. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, wow. and um, yeah, it was wow. really fun to do another one. So that's in the can and will be released uh, in October. Um, nice. Yay. I, I wanted to give a shout out to my audible, um, rec- my audible recordings, which are, there's two seasons on audible kids of Lori Berkner's song and story kitchen. So these are, they're all stories based on the care using the characters from my songs. Um, and, and I have the, for the pig on my head, Thelonious pig is in the kitchen with me and we make a, um, a recipe oh. in each episode, and then we tell a story that takes place in a magical world, Juniper Fields, and that's where Oscar the Bumblebee and Victor Vito and Freddie Vasco, who are ferrets, mm-hmm. and, that's and awesome. the yeah. all live there. So it's really, um, yeah, that's a fun, fun show. And, and also, I did, um, this is for people who are interested in songwriting for kids. I actually am putting out a presentation in August on a platform called Music Kiddos, nice. where it's like a three or four hour presentation right. about how to write songs for kids. So that's another yes. thing. That's awesome. And, yeah. and if, if, if people want to uh, contact you, where can people find you? Um, my website has everything as far as social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, we're on all of those. Those are sort of the main platforms that we're on. And right. um, they can always reach out through any of them. Nice. And to finish, finish this off, Marty, how about you? Uh, how about you? How about you give the spotlight to Matt? Matt asked the last question. Yeah, he has yeah. a chance to ask something. You poor human. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so this show is uh, Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show. When you think of nostalgia, what do you think of, or what does nostalgia mean to you? It means something that makes me feel really good that I remember from a previous time in my life, usually from when I was a kid, which I'll tell you is what half of my songs are inspired by. So I love the name of your show. Mm-hmm. Thank you <laughs> so much. I also Yay. just want to say, I mentioned before my website, but I didn't say what it was. It's lauriebrookner.com. There you go. Uh, yes. okay. And your website and everything yes. can just yep. down below. Check her out on okay. tour too. She's, she's going to be yes. on tour pretty soon. Yes. Well, that's right. Yeah. Uh, concert. I know we're still doing concerts. I'm, I'm playing yes. a lot this summer and in the fall and we're always adding new shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we can have you on back on in the future. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on our show and to thank all you of you about childhoods and, and keep up your great work. Yeah, yeah yes. thank you. Yes. I'm glad You're that welcome. I'm part of your nostalgia. It makes me feel mm-hmm. really, really good. Yes, definitely. And to all of our viewers and listeners, thanks for tuning into another episode. As always, remember, you're worth it and stay nostalgic. Bye-bye, you're worth everybody. it, everybody. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.
Thanks, guys. Thank you. See you next time on another episode of Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show, where nostalgia comes alive. Be sure to follow us on social media and stream us wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And as always, remember that you are worth it and to always stay nostalgic. Bye-bye.